0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Three Graves Crime Drama Podcast. My name is Holly Eurbergs and I am the writer and producer. You can find the original music from the Cuckoos on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Give us a follow at threegraves.com.
1: I woke up groggy and disoriented in the hospital, my left arm attached to an IV stand. Will's unshaven face and a bouquet of sunflowers came into view as I struggled to open my eyes. Will grabbed my hand and squeezed it.
2: How are you feeling?
1: Is my nose broken?
2: The airbag must have hit you pretty hard. Where's Tommy? In surgery. He broke his hand getting you out of the car.
1: Will some crazy guy ran us off the road last night.
2: I don't want you working on this story anymore, Sam. It's too dangerous. Like, this
1: is my job. My three girls were murdered. Unlike you, I don't have time to date my co-workers because I'm busy working. What are you talking about? I found the text messages on your phone.
2: Sam, I'm sorry. It was stupid.
1: The CT scan showed my brain was not bleeding or swelling, but I had suffered a serious concussion. My doctor assured me I would make a full recovery, but he wanted me to spend another night in the hospital. I had sent Will home to rest and he promised to return with some decent coffee. I pushed the up button on the elevator. Tommy's room was on the fourth floor. One of the best orthopedic surgeons in Houston, Dr. Susan Barr, had performed emergency surgery on his right hand. She was explaining an x-ray displayed on a light box when I entered his room.
3: When you came in last night, you had an open fracture on your ring finger. We repaired the tendon and made an incision to reposition the bone fragments. The pin and wires will hold it together until it heals. I thought you might want this back.
2: My skull ring! I thought I lost it.
3: You know he's a drummer, right? I heard. My daughter's a big fan of vertigo.
2: How long do I have to wear this cast?
3: It's going to take about three weeks for the bones to set. I'll need to see you in two weeks for a follow-up x-ray.
2: Am I going to be able to drum again?
3: I'm not going to lie. You're going to experience some stiffness, but with physical therapy, most people regain full mobility. Dad, what's going on?
0: Bryn wasn't feeling well. Kevin McDonald.
3: Nice to meet you.
0: I'm Tommy's father. Says when? Listen, Norman Steidberg is a good friend of mine. I'd like him to take a look at his hand.
3: I think second opinions are always a good idea, but that's up to your son. Tommy, I'm leaving you a prescription for Vicodin. You can call my office in two weeks to schedule the follow-up appointment.
0: What the hell happened? Were you drunk? High on God
2: knows what. My
1: dad, calm down. It was an accident. Some maniac ran us off the road.
2: What are you doing here anyway?
1: Three days later, I was back at work at the Statesman. My nose was still swollen and covered in surgical tape. Crawford called me into his office for an update. I waved the smoke from his cigarette away as I sat down and he stubbed it out.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I heard you almost drowned.
1: I'm telling you, Alan, that guy was gunning for us. Right? The cops were more worried about Tommy's arrest record than catching the asshole who almost killed us.
2: Well, did you tell him you're a reporter?
1: No. I didn't want to cause more trouble for Tommy. They drug tested him and he was clean anyway.
2: Well, who
0: has a reason to hurt your brother?
1: The Mexican cartel, maybe. And Burton was selling drugs and probably child pornography for them. Tommy might still be mixed up in that mess.
2: Well, he probably didn't make much money as a musician.
1: No. He's protecting Burton for some reason.
2: You think Tommy was a victim? I
1: don't know. I'm gonna dig deeper into Burton's personal life. He's got an ex-wife and son living in Oklahoma.
2: Well good, keep me post escapes. Be careful, you're stirring up horns' nest and God knows what might come out of the woodwork.
1: I sat down at my desk and began reading the hundreds of emails that had piled up in my inbox while I was gone. I could smell Davis before he stopped in front of my cubicle. He was waving a picture of a colorful blue, green, and red parrot.
0: Samantha, I have awesome news. I got the results back from the birdman in Oregon. The feathers on Casey's bathrobe and the feather from the cage were a match. It's called a peonus parrot. That's interesting. That's not even the best part. Burton's brother, Randy, works at an exotic zoo in Johnson City
1: family connection to the bird and the DNA.
0: Time for another field trip?
1: Yeah, but I need you to stay here. I've got another research project for you.
0: Thank goodness. These are brand new Blonics. And you know how I feel about birds.
1: A text from Will appeared on my phone as I drove home that night from the statesman. He had been attentive and sweet since my accident. I felt guilty about our fight over Allie. I knew I was partly to blame for his affair.
2: How was your day?
1: Good. My intern, Davis, has turned out to be great at research.
2: Sit down. I made lentil soup for us.
1: This looks great. For cooking.
2: Your article about the cadaver dog came out today.
1: Oh, that dog was adorable. I didn't realize German Shepherds were so smart. The canine officer said that they make good family pets.
2: We should get a dog. I've always wanted one.
1: Let's visit the shelter this weekend.
2: Sam, your accident made me realize I've been taking you for granted.
1: What are you doing?
2: Samantha, Carly Cooper, will you marry me again?
1: The next day, I decided to follow up on Davis' research and visit Charlie Burton's brother, Randy, at the exotic resort zoo. The wildlife reserve was an hour drive west of Austin and Johnson City. I spent most of the time admiring the emerald and diamond ring Will had slipped onto my finger. A short line of customers stood in the small zoo office that also served as a gift shop. I purchased a ticket and waited on the back porch for Randy. A large metal cage held two blue-headed Peonis parents. Hello. Hello.
2: Mrs. Cooper. You
1: called Samantha. Take a seat. Thanks. You
2: say
1: I have a few questions about your brother. Shoot. The sheriff in Marble Falls has reopened Casey Crowley's murder case.
2: What's this got to do with Charlie?
1: Your family DNA was a match for the male DNA found on Casey's body.
2: Well, that's a short list. Me me and Jesse. Is Charlie in trouble?
1: Do you have any idea why Charlie and Sheila left Marble Falls after Casey's murder?
2: I can tell you why. That girl's family, the Crowleys, and that baddest preacher, McDonald, and his wife stirred up all kinds of trouble for Charlie because Jesse was dating her.
1: And your brother was selling drugs.
2: Yeah, he was mixed up in that goddamn mess.
1: Charlie worked at the church?
2: He was a part-time custodian until he got fired.
1: Any other reason he may have had a falling out with Pastor McDonald?
2: It was a witch hunt. Charlie and Sheila were members of that church, and they turned on them. I hope you found the real killer because Charlie and Jesse were just in the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Your brother has a peonis pair?
2: I gave him one as a gift after our pair had a brood.
1: Around 1987?
2: Yeah, as a Christmas gift at that time.
1: American statesman, Samantha Cooper.
0: Hey, Samantha. I need a favor. The FBI agent working a child pornography case needs Tommy's DNA. I know he's still recovering from the accident. I need to check
1: on him anyway. I mean, could you drive down to Pasadena tomorrow? Sounds good. Detective Parra insisted on driving me to my brother's RV park in Pasadena. The unearthing of Sophia's skeleton had transformed him. He had been polite and helpful every time I talked to him on the phone. I could see his passion for detective work had returned. Tommy, it's me Sammy. I came to check
0: on you. There's no car in the driveway. Maybe he's not here?
1: girlfriend's supposed to be taking care of him. Wow, this place is a mess. Tommy, it's me, Samantha.
0: It's heroin.
1: How do you know that?
0: I've worked plenty of drug busts in Houston.
1: I knew he smoked pot, but I didn't think he was into harder stuff. His Vicodin's almost gone.
0: Try his phone again.
1: He's in the bedroom. Tommy, I mean, wake up. It's Sammy.
0: It's not budging. Try this. Overdose. Dial 911.
1: My brother's overdosed on heroin. What's your location? I don't know the address. It's, it's the Shady View Mobile Home Park in Pasadena.
0: Take my keys. There's a first aid kit in the glove compartment. Look for the Narcan.
1: Ambulance is on the way. Oh.
0: Your brother's got a strong right hook.
1: I'm so sorry. Tommy, he's a friend. Okay, calm down.
0: Go outside. We don't need him getting hurt too.
1: Detective Parr and I watched as a nurse removed Tommy's cast with a striker saw. He looked pale, and I could see his hands shaking from the heroin withdrawal.
2: God, that smells terrible. It's been itching like a mother.
0: How does your hand feel?
2: Stiff. I can't even move my fingers. I need some for the pain.
0: You're going to have to tough it out until the heroin is out of your system. When you go home, you'll need to keep it elevated as much as possible to reduce swelling. Are you family? I'm his sister. He must keep the physical therapy appointments after he leaves the hospital. I'll
1: make sure he gets there.
0: Call me if you need anything.
1: How you doing?
2: I feel like shit.
1: There's a recovery center across the street.
2: I don't need rehab. I need to get back to the band.
0: How long have you been using heroin?
2: I've been clean for three years. The Vicodin triggered the relapse, I guess. The cravings came on strong.
0: There's an FBI agent on his way to collect your DNA.
2: I don't know anything.
0: Why has Charlie Burton been calling you from prison?
2: You put my phone records?
1: Tommy, why didn't you tell me Casey was dating Jesse?
2: Casey told me about a secret room at the church.
1: Fellowship? Dad's old church?
3: (laughs) 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 We need a pencil and a paper clip. Try the top drawer. Hey! Dang
0: it! There's a wooden staircase. Is that the
3: basement of the church?
0: It smells weird. Come on guys, the movie's starting.
1: I stepped out into the hallway, racking my brain about Fellowship Church. I remembered an old story my mother had told me about the Underground Railroad. A Quaker minister who was a union sympathizer had built a church. Para joined me in the hall and ended a call on his cell phone.
0: Trevor should be here any minute.
1: I need to get back to Austin.
0: Try to get some rest.
1: Has the FBI made any progress in the pornography investigation?
0: If Burton's involved, he's covered his tracks well. A forensic IT specialist is looking at the old computer from his house.
1: Okay. I'll see you later.
0: Trevor, good to see you. Hey. I took down those large deposits to Burton's bank account. They came from an offshore account in the Caymans. From who? A woman named Laura McDonald.
1: I drove straight to the statesman's office from the Bayshore Medical Center. I was too wound up about the murder case to go home and sleep. I logged into my computer and typed the name of Burton's ex-wife, Sheila Burton, into the Google search box. I found her on Facebook. Sheila was a bottle blonde with dark roots in her late fifties. Scrolling through her posts and pictures, I paused on a group family photo from Thanksgiving. I recognized Jesse Burton from the Oklahoma City Police Department website. He looked just like his dad, Charlie. My heart leaped when I saw the woman sitting next to him in the picture. Even with long blonde hair and a nose ring, she was a dead ringer for Evelyn Bell. Davis heard my gasp of surprise and peeked into my cubicle. What is it? Tell Crawford I'm headed back to Oklahoma.
0: What's going on?
1: I think Rachel Kersey is alive.